Good morning. Welcome to the Gathering Place podcast. I am Pastor Todd. This week, Pastor Byron is preaching a message to edify the church. I hope you are edified as well. And now, Pastor Byron. To uh, to work in this ministry, to plant this church, um, and that I've been, you know, given a great honor uh, to work alongside him in this. And so, Lord, this morning I pray that you would move in his heart move in his mouth to speak your words, to speak your truth, Lord, to speak your uh, your desires for this church in Jesus' name. So anoint Byron this morning uh, to speak on your behalf. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Ah, this is going to be a fun message because um, it's wonderful when God gives these uh, suddenlies and surprises and we're going to have one of those surprises part of this message, and I, I'll let you be surprised. How about that? Okay? Uh, it's, uh, we're finishing the book of Titus, a uh, very hard-hitting, positive book uh, written for us who are believers and for whatever we're going through and giving us direction. So, Father God, take the words of my mouth and use them powerfully to build your people up. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> so, um, it, uh, starting with chapter 3, verse 1, it says, remind the people. Uh, it, and communion is part of a remembering, isn't it? It's kind of remembering everything that Jesus did on our behalf. Remind your people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient to be ready to do whatever is good. Now, this is key. Be ready to do whatever is good. You're, you and I are not called to blindly, blindly obey leadership. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a couple examples of that. A couple examples of that. Daniel didn't blindly lead the leadership of the nation he was living in. The three that wound up in a fiery furnace didn't blindly follow the leadership of that nation. And I want to tell you something also. It's you don't blindly follow leadership in churches. You don't, you don't just follow what they're saying if, if it becomes contrary to what God's word says. Example, in my lifetime, there was a man called Jim Jones. And, and it came to a place where people were following, it was very charismatic and everything else, and it came to a place that uh, one Sunday, because I know the person that was there and he talked about it, he was there in his church and he said from the pulpit, from now on going forward, we will never mention the name of Jesus anymore. You are going to follow James Jones. And, and it, Jim Jones, and, 
and they followed him all the way to Guyana, where he asked them all to commit suicide. So even, even, even when you're in a church, don't blindly follow leaders when they violate what God says. That's a good word. That's a good word. And it says, but be ready to do whatever is good. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. And you follow what, when people proclaim what God says. That's the bottom line. To slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always be gentle towards everyone. What a guideline for life. What a guideline for life. To live in peace with all people. Be considerate of, of where they are in life. And always be a gent gentle towards everyone. Uh, and that, and that's really, it's really key, that gentleness, that gentle spirit towards everyone that you meet. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, a gentle spirit is, uh, wow, I went to work this week, and, and when I pulled into the driveway, there was a big semi-truck, and this, uh, this woman was walking, trying to figure out where she was going, and she had uh, earrings everywhere. <laughs> and, and so I went up there. I said, good morning, before I came into the office. I said, good morning, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm looking where we're supposed to drop my truck. My husband's in the truck, and I always travel with him. And I said, well, that's amazing. Let, let me tell you. Let me ask you a question. She said, what's that? I said, what's more important in your life, that you love God or that God loves you? And she, uh, she stopped in her tracks, and she said, hmm, that's really interesting. You know what? I, 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 I kind of think both. I said, yeah, let me tell you about the both. When you discover how much God loves you, you will easily love him. Then she started preaching to me. She said, praise the Lord. Hell, I'm so happy I met you this morning. Wow, this is amazing. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in all the sacrifices. I said, lady, thank you. You're preaching to me, sister. God bless you. So he gave each other a fist bump, and she went on her way, and I went in the office to go to work. So, so it's, uh, it's amazing the people that we'll meet in life that need to be encouraged and loved and and not pounced upon, but encouraged in the truth of who God is. So uh, in verse 3, at, at one time we were foolish. Ah, do you ever think about yourself as doing foolish things? At one time you're foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and ple pleasures. But we lived in, we lived in malice, and envy, being hated, and hating one another. You know, and, and he, he, I love it says, at one time you were. Always remind that of the depth of God's love, mercy, and forgiveness on your life. You know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't 
overlook your faults. He covers them. You know, he, do, he does, you know, and he doesn't overlook the foolish things we do. He covers them. I, I remember, uh, I bite him in to say this, but I remember it was a Wednesday night, and I, I don't know who was there at that time, but I, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I uh, did something that Holy Spirit gave me this little thing to do in front of all the young people on Wednesday night, and I, I poured myself a bowl of cereal, cornflakes or Cheerios, whatever it was in there, and I, and I, and I, then I started stumbling all over. I started bumping into the plate, and they were spreading all over the place. And I said, ha, isn't that kind of a demonstration of our lives that we kind of get messy? And then I took a white sheet and I covered the table, all that mess. The mess was there, but God covers it. He covers it with his grace and his mercy. Then it goes on, but, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared... And there is a time that all of us in this church said yes to Jesus. And uh, I, just a, a prophetic word, Twyla, while you're sitting over there, and this has happened to me maybe two or three Sundays, I saw you sitting there as a teenager. And, and I, think, I think, you know what? I don't know what was going on in your life when you, you were teenagers, but it's something to reflect back to to find out more of your identity today. There were things during that teenage year, and I kept seeing you as a teenager. So whatever that means, God bless you with it. So, so it says, but one day, and I don't know whether it was a teenager when you gave your life to Jesus, but you know, I waited a long time. I was almost 30 years old, and I came and repented and gave my life to Jesus Repentance means I, I realized I was a sinner, I know I was a sinner, and I changed my mind about who God was. Because a lot of times growing up in the church, I, th- I thought of God as some angry person that was going to swat me, even if I made the littlest of mistakes. But then I encountered the God that loves me and forgave me and gave it all on the cross took a beating for me and my behalf. And by receiving him, I received the forgiveness of my sins, past, present, and future, and I became to live a life under his covering. Under his covering. He says, so, but when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. You know, it's very important. That mercy is a very strong word. His mercy endures forever and ever. You know, when you start getting down on yourself, I want you to remember his mercy. His, and, and mercy is a really deep thing because it's all about God forgetting the messes of your own life. And he has mercy. You know, it's like a judge. You know, when a judge has mercy, you may be before the court and you might be fully guilty, but he has mercy. Mercy on you. And he, 
He doesn't bring forth the judgment on your life. Then it goes on. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad when you and I gave our life to Jesus, he made a promise. He made a promise. He, he made this promise before he gave the full sacrifice of his life on the cross. And he says, I, my father, when I accomplish the task set before me, will send to you the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. I, I am so happy for the gift of the Holy Spirit that he didn't save me and say, now, Byron, do your best through life and do it on your own. He said, no. He said, when I gave my life to Jesus, and I, and I love an old pastor, used to say, the, the Holy Spirit's like a helicopter. And he's hovering over. He's hovering over. And, he, and, he, and he, he's saying to you, when you were not know, you didn't know God, you didn't believe God, you didn't have God, but, and all of a sudden, oh, he, he's the son of God. He, he loves you. He, know, he knows you're a sinner, but he wants to forgive you. He wants to come. And he says, all of a sudden, you ah, yes, he is. And I receive you, Jesus. He comes in to make eternal residence. That's our God. And he says, he's a, he's a <clears throat> washing of rebirth, renewal by the Holy Spirit. And that's what you and I need to cooperate in our, in our whole life walking. Cooperate with the one who's ever changing your life. Don't resist him. Cooperate with him. He's the instrument that is always bringing truth to our life. In Jesus' name. Then whom, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. And I, and, I, and I love that word generously here because it crops up in other places. And it crops up especially as we re, heard about Mark's faith and everything else. And as we're faithing, when we, when we ask God by faith, he generously, or the other word is liberally, Whoever lacks wisdom, um, ask of God, but in faith believing, and he will liberally or generously pour that out in our life. Because all of us, we come to the end of our rope sometimes, don't we? And I always say, at the end of my rope, when I get to the end of the rope, there he is. Jesus is always there at the end of the rope. And he says there to take care of us. So he generously, uh, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. What a ho hope. Yeah, hope is very important. But he, it says, you know what? So that having been justified by grace, by grace, Know the fullness and the richness of that word. Grace could be other, also defined as unearned favor. It's, it's not by how good you've been. It's not by how much you've done for Jesus. It's not by everything else. 
It's unearned favor. In other words, that favor is continuous in our life, and, and it needs to be responded to. And, and, and when you're at these places of life, when, you know, where provision is, you know, where health is coming from, then, then you, you, you declare that. And you say, Father, I thank you. I don't have to earn your help. You provided it for me. I want to receive it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we go on the journey here. I always make sure I don't turn two pages instead of one. Uh, then it goes on. This is a trustworthy saying. So this you know, say something that you can have confidence in. It's a trustworthy saying. And I want you to stress, stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing good, what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. So, so I guess the goal in the morning is to find out ways that you can do good. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing that uh, in Psalms, it, it talks about the ungodly person in his sleeping hours and, and while, while preparing for the next day, thinks about evil things to do where it should be just the opposite for those who are Christians and followers of Jesus. We ought to be thinking and meditating on things that, that we can do that are good and profitable. First Peter talks about this, this, this whole idea, and it comes from Psalms 34. It says, whoever would love life and see good days. I think that all across this room, I, I don't know a person outside of Christ or in Christ that wouldn't want to see good days. That, that, that's, that's within us and, and, and something. But, but where does it come from? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Don't shut God out of all he can do for you. You heard, you, you heard people, you know people, you might be yourself, is woe is me, focusing on what's going on in you rather than the God that's for you and wants to bless your life. It says guard your tongue. Guard your tongue. There's a kind of way. You know, it's um, kind of things that Nancy and I, we guard our tongues. A long time ago we said, you know, if anything kind of doesn't come out right, remind each other of it. We gave ourselves the right to, to, to challenge each other. And it could be something like this. That would never happen. You, ever, you know? Uh, I'll never make it. It's a... Uh, <clears throat> We, we need to guard our tongues and be careful what comes out of our mouth. Uh, Jesus one time talked about when you go to, his, go to him and he's asking about how powerful that is to go to the Father. But th there's a little qualifying statement 
when he says about going to the Father in faith, believing everything, there's a little statement in there be it, that they careful attention to. You'll, what you'll have is what you say. What you'll have of what you'll say. You know, it, it reminds me of a, a man that came to my house and asked me to pray for his wife that she'd become a Christian. And I, I prayed with him. I said, well, fine. Chuck, I'll pray for your wife. Well, let's pray in Jesus' name, Lord. Revealed. That's the heart of God. That It's his heart that all should become to salvation. This, not, we don't have to figure that one out. It's his heart that all would turn. So he prayed that. Then he, then he was walking out of my house. He turned around and looked at me. And this is what he said. Here's like, here, came to my house. Pray for my wife that she gets saved. Walks out of my house, turns around, and says, she's the hardest woman ever is. She'll never come to know Jesus. I said, oh, buddy, come on back into my house. Come on back. Did you hear what you said? And I want to be careful that, that all of us, all of us will guard our tongues and what we say. All of us will, when we go before God and bring something to him, then start listening to it's okay to listen to yourself. A little problem when you start talking to yourself, but you don't know, listen to yourself. You know, it's a, it's a, listen to what's coming out of your mouth and, and try to discover, am I saying something opposite of what I've asked the Father for? So I brought him back in the house. I said, Chuck, man, uh, did you hear what you said? Duh, what did I say? You know, he, he, was, he was even unaware. That's what I mean, be careful to listen to what you're saying. He was even he didn't even know he said what he said. I said, well, I had a reminder. Here's what you said. You know what? God's a God of, of our confession. And let's pray again. Let's start all over again. Let's pray again. I, so we prayed. He left. 24 hours later, he came to my house. With a big smile on the face, you will not believe it. I said, I will. My wife bowed down with me at our bedside and gave her life to Jesus this evening. So what he's saying is, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. <clears throat> they, they must turn from evil and do good. Back to that good thing. Seek everything as good. You want to get free from bad things? Have your focus on good things. And be God's instrument to do good things. They must seek peace and pursue it. It's, you know, the, the peace that passes understanding needs to be believed and pursued after. I'll tell you, it's not automatic. It, it's this whole building your confidence in the one that loves you in a really big way. Then the peace that passes understanding will fill your life. Fill your life. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Then going on, it says, But avoid foolish conversations 
and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about law because these are unprofitable and useless. And I, I tell you, when, I, when I'm out in the world sharing with people and they, and they, and they come back and they want to argue this and argue with it, I, I walk away from that and keep re referring to God's mercy, love, and compassion over their lives. And I just roll it back, roll it back, and don't, don't, I, I don't let it go there. You cannot argue somebody into salvation. Put it that way. It, it comes by understanding knowledge of who Jesus is and what he's done. Then it goes on, warn the divisive person once, then warn them a second time, then after that, have nothing to do with them. For may, you may be sure that such a person is wrapped and uh, uh, warped and sinful, they are self-condemned. You know, this goes, this goes at, you know, as a pastor, you know, this is a hard word for me because, because when somebody you're, you're encountering opposes, 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 there is a time, there is a time when you say no more. I'm done with it. I'm done with it, and by the grace of God, maybe somebody else will step up to the plate. But as far as I'm concerned, rejection, 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 I'm done with it. But it's not just being done with it. It's saying, God, I know you love this person. My time is over. Father God, continue to reach out to him or her in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Then it goes on to say, do, and this is part of the verse, do everything you can to help Zenos, the lawyer. And it reminded me of a story. It reminded me of a story. There was this pastor that only had days to live. Only had days to live. So he said, he called up, and he was in the hospital, so he called up his lawyer, and he called up his local politician. And he asked them to come and visit him in his room. So he put the lawyer on one side, he put the politician on the other side. And they said, the lawyer said, what, what do you want me to get things in order for you? No, 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 no. Uh, what do you want You want me, the politician had his little, say, no, 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 no. I just want to let both of you know that Jesus died between two sinners and I want to do the same. <laughs> so, so uh, which one, since it mentions the lawyer, maybe the lawyer is one that changed his mind and gave his life to Jesus. As we know, those two on the cross, one believed and one didn't. So, so uh, then, uh, then he goes on to say, our people must learn. Our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good. Back to that good thing. You know, when you, when you wake up in the morning, just say, God, how are you going to use me? When are you going to use me? I just want to do good. And you'd be surprised. 
that you might wake up as I did with no clue when I pulled into the parking lot of our company that there would be women standing out there that needed the words of encouragement. And, the, and then you got, I got blessed back because she starts sharing about how she loves Jesus herself. You never know when you have that goal in your mind who God is going to place in your life to share, share him. And it says, in order to provide the, for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. You know, and there's a lot of needy people there around us. I mean, our nation is full of them. And all going to and fro, right and left, and without God, and have no idea of any direction in their life. And, and, and there's a huge need out there. And guess what? Us. It says, our people, you're out there. And I'm so blessed you know, one of my favorite times, my favorite time is 8.30, 9.30. My second favorite time is sharing time. And, and I just love the activity of this church and what you're doing out there in the world. Hey, buddy, my friend over here, John, we're ready. Okay. Uh, so it says, says uh, I got John, uh, we're going to do something a little different this morning. And... Um, when I referred to First Peter about that, you want to see good days, follow your tongue, and all the encouragement there, that comes out of Psalms 37. When David was in a tough spot, and, got, and he was seeing how God delivered him. Now, it says in the scripture how important it is for you and I to meditate on his word. How, how, how really define his grace and love and mercy. Define how he's act, actively working in our lives. So I'm going to go through this process to, to just a demonstration. A demonstration to all of us. What does it mean to take God's word seriously? Take it at the value that it has? Take it as a the sword of the spirit, which is a great value, and that that God has you and I covered through every circumstance. So I asked John to play as we as I before you and before this congregation of people that love Jesus meditate on his word. So let's do it. Psalms thirty four. I will exalt the Lord in all times. His praises will always be on my lips. And Father God, I thank you. I thank you that my, my deepest heart's desire is to worship you and my lips proclaim who you are. And I will exalt you, Lord, in all times, good or bad, difficulties, or living in your grace. I will glorify the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Father God, help me in life. Partner with you, with people that are hurting and struggling, that, that the afflicted would hear and their sorrow be turned into joy. Glorify the Lord with me, 
Let us exalt his name together. Father God, cause my life to join with other people to exalt the glory of who you are. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're the God that you say that I don't have to live in the spirit of fear because it's not from you. But I'm going to walk in your provision, your help, and your power. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are ever covered, never covered with shame. Father God, Father God, may people, Lord, as I walk through life in the business world and at church and everything, that, that the countenance of my face, even my face, would declare who you are and that the peace that passes all understanding is mine. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. Father, I thank you, Lord, that, that oh man, I meet people who are just in such tough areas of their life. Father God, and I got I believe, Father, you're the God that that demonstrates that you can take care of their impossibilities. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them every time. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you have millions of angels, Lord, that are ministering to me in my life and everywhere I go, Lord. And the and they encamp around us at TGP and around this family of God. Taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Father God, I thank you, Lord. I know the safe place. I know where to go when, when, when all kinds of difficulties are happen, happening around me. I know that you are my refuge. You are my place. You are my covering, Lord. Fear the Lord. You, his holy people, for those who fear the Lord, fear him, lack nothing. Father God, when I think there's lack of provision, Lord, and I, I can only look at what I see around me, Father God, I thank you I belong to a family that, according to your word and your grace, lack nothing. Lack nothing. I walk, Father, in your overflowing, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Fear the Lord. No. The lions may grow, grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And Father God, as I look and reflect on that, Lord, sometimes you refer lions as the enemy that comes to devour me. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that they will become tired and weak as far as I'm concerned. And Father God, because you're the God that graces my life, and I, because of you, lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And Father God, and that's our reverend fear. I thank you, Lord that I cannot be afraid of you 
but I can fear you because you are mighty and you are strong and you are my, my fortress and my strength. Whoever of you loses life and, des and desires to see many good days, whoever of you loves life and desires to see good days, this is back to Peter where he pulled this out of Psalms, Keep his tongue from evil and his lips from telling lies. Father God, may truth follow me all the days of life. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it, Father God. And that's my heart, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that you say that I can, I can pursue good in Jesus' name, Lord. And the peace that passes understanding will be mine. The eyes of the Lord are on all the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cries. And Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you made a gift out of it with Jesus, that I possess the gift of righteousness. As Father God, that's why I can go, Father, to your throne of grace with confidence, because it is not about my performance. It's about what you did for me. It's what you did for me, that I can go and call you Abba, Father, and go before your throne. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil and blot out their names from the earth. And Father God, I thank you that I don't have to fear evil people around me. You are my comfort. You are my strength. And there's nothing that they can do to me to harm me. For you are great in my life. And Father God, you do not exalt and prosper them. They might appear that way, but I have you, Father. I have you as my Heavenly Father, and I have your Son, Jesus, as my Savior. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. And I thank you, Lord, that that all word is there, Father God, that, that, and, and I thank you, Lord, that you, when I cry out to you, Father God, even out of desperation, I'm reminded, I'm reminded that you got a hold of the heart of a man called Moses and you, you, you spoke to him out of a burning bush and he said to him, I heard the cries of my people and I'm coming to deliver them. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that, that not only do you hear my prayers, but you hear the hurts and cries of my heart. And you will come and deliver me from all my troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Father God, when I'm in that place, Lord, where my heart is broken, where, where my, and, and, and it seems like my spirit is crushed. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you tell me at those moments you're very close to me. And you may be found. You're there, even though I may not acknowledge it at the time, but yet you say that you're close to me when I'm just in that depth of heartbreak in Jesus' name.
The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord will deliver them from them all. And I thank you, Lord, even this week, as I got a call from work and they said, wow, the customer is mad at us and we have to take this thing and 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 it's going to cost the company $2,500. And right away I went to say, man, that's all the profits from the job. And and I said, are we really late? Are we really in this trouble? Yeah. And I started thinking, oh, I told, told uh, my brother over here, I said, man, I almost called, called him and I said, hey, Hey, Wayne, uh, I almost called and said, can you drive some parts down to Texas so we can save a little money? But I knew he had just come from surgery and, and that wasn't an option. I was thinking all kinds of options. But then I turned to the Lord and I said, you know, Lord, you, you, know our, you know where we are. You know what's going on. So when I came in the morning, I asked the person in, in handles our shipping and in arranging transportation. I said, well, what finally happened? Were you able to cut the cost down a little bit? Said, I, you wouldn't believe it, Byron. You wouldn't believe it. They sent me over to another person in that customer, and they said, no, you're a good supplier. Uh, we, we don't need to parse that rush. Just go normal way. The cost of the company is zero. Yes. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. And I thank you, Lord, that you you show me daily how you can take care of me and my household and my family and my business and the church. Father God, and he protects all my bones, not one of them will be broken. Thank you, Lord, that in this psalm, in this psalm, you declared Messiah Jesus. You declared him here. He is a him. He is the go-to for all these needs in my life. He's the one because it was prophesied to him when he would sacrifice his life, no bone would be broken. So, Father God, he is right here. I thank you, Lord, that Jesus appears through many of the Old Testament writings and his name is continually, continually appearing that we might know who he is and all that he accomplished for me, Lord. Evil will slay the wicked. But the foes of the righteous will be condemned. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're all is my protector. And, and Father, I just thank you in times of business when we met people that tried to destroy our company and even declared how they were destroy our company. Father, I thank you and praise you that you move them out of the way. And you blessed us. And you kept us safe from all the attacks of the enemy. The Lord will rescue his servants. Father, I thank you, Lord, as I meditate through this word, that you are my rescuer. 
you are my only help. You are the only go-to person I could ever go to with confidence to know that you'll care for me. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. And Father God, I thank you, Lord, when life is over and I sit before your throne, there will be no condemnation out of your mouth. You'll only declare to me what I did for you. For now, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Now, right now, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. All we have in our walk and journey, Father, and I thank you, is conviction to do more for your kingdom, to do good to people around me, to love you, to honor you, and to praise your name. That's a taste of meditation. I hope you're blessed. I was blessed by just saying it. And, and God's word will come alive to all of us daily if we're willing to go, go to it and ask God to reveal himself to each one and every one of us. Because you know what? Life will have its troubles. Life will have its problems. There are people that will hate us. There are people that will try to do all evil against us. But we have a hiding place. We have a refuge place. And that's Jesus. He will never walk away from you. He will never clog his ears to who to what you're saying. But the ears of the Lord are wide open to hear your prayers and even hear your cries from your broken heart. He's there for you always, continually, and even in the those moments, like I mentioned in the psalm, he said, don't worry, I'm close to you. I will never leave you. I will never depart you. I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. And now let's worship him. This is Pastor Todd. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I pray the Lord uses today's message by Pastor Byron to strengthen your walk with God. If you were blessed by this message and would like to support the ministry of The Gathering Place financially, I encourage you to use our online giving portal at tgpchicago.org. Our portal uses PayPal's secure site so none of your information is compromised. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Gathering Place podcast. God bless you and have a great week.